Just want to go ahead and sing. Go. Oh. Ah. Let me turn this off, this fan off, so you so you can hear me. Oh, 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 oh I, I love myself. Come on, come on, come on. One more time. Oh, I love myself and I don't need nobody else. Now let me swing myself. Let me swing myself. Let me swing myself. See, I have all I need inside of me to take on the world. You trust and believe. I can conquer everything in front of me, even defeat all of my enemies. All I gotta do is keep my mind on the prize and don't lose sight of the good Lord on high. And I tell you that I don't need nobody else. Can I sing one time? I need nobody else. Ooh, I don't need nobody else. Oh, I don't need nobody else because I got every, every, everything inside of myself. Hallelujah, hallelujah, praise him, praise him, all the peoples of the internet. They're so good, so good, so good. It's so good to be with you and sing that wonderful song. Yes, sir, yes, sir. <sighs> I'm going to move out of the way now for our announcements. I wanted today right here give you a little bit of history if I can. I want to talk about the New York Stock Exchange. Since we're talking about money today, if you haven't figured that out, you will here in a minute. And uh, I want to talk about, like I said, the New York Stock Exchange, which uh, the earliest recorded organization of securities trading in New York among brokers directly dealing with each other came can be traced to the Buttonwood Agreement. Previously, security exchange had been intermediated by the auctioneers who also conducted more mundane auctions of commodities such as wheat and tobacco. On May 17, 1792, which is when the New York Stock Exchange was founded, 24 
brokers signed the Bunton Wood Agreement, which set a floor commission rate charged to clients and bound the signers to give preference to the other signers in securities sale. The earliest securities traded were mostly governmental securities, such as war bonds from the Revolutionary War and First Bank of the United States stock. Although Bank of New York stock was a non-governmental security trade in the early days, the Bank of North America, along with the First Bank, of the United States and the Bank of New York were the first shares traded on the New York Stock Exchange. Mm. Now you're probably saying, well, what is the New York Stock Exchange? Well, let's talk about that. The New York Stock Exchange, NYSE, nicknamed the Big Board, is an American stock exchange located at 11 Wall Street, Lower Manhattan, New York City, New York, it is by far the world's largest stock exchange, probably would have been rival to Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma, if they had to burn it down. But we're not going to talk about that today. Uh-huh. By market capitalization of its listed companies at U.S. $30.1 trillion as of February 2018. The average daily trading value was approximately U.S. $169 billion. That's $169 billion in 2013. The New York Stock Exchange, NYSE trading floor, as I said earlier, is located at 11 Wall Street and is composed of 21 rooms used for the facilitating of trading. A fifth trading room located at 30 Broad Street was closed in February 2007. The main building and the 11 Wall Street building were designated National Historic Landmarks in 1978. The key people is Jeffrey Spearsher. He's the chairman. Betty Liu is executive chairman. Stacy Cunningham, the president. Number of listings, 2,400. That's how many people or companies are you can choose from when you're trading. As I said, market cap, 22.9 trillion. I don't think I said that, but I, I will say it now. Volume, 20.161 trillion. Uh, anything else that I want to say with this? I don't think there's anything else that I want to say with this. Nope, nothing else. Um, oh, I do want to tell you the New York NYSE is owned and operated by Intercontinental Exchange, an American holdings company that is also listed NYSE ICE. Hmm. Ice. There's another people called ice. They put people on ice. Anyway, previously it was part of the NYSE Euronext NYX, which was formerly, which was formed, should I say, if I can correctly pronounce what I am reading. 
by the NYSE New York Stock Exchange 2007 merger with Euronext. So I want to put that out there for you as we go into our conversation, a little history about where the back and forth of money comes from. Just just a little something, something you can uh, also uh, go on the, the Google if you need to know this yourself. It is your friend. Google is your friend. Just so you know. It's there. Go read it. All right? We got something to talk about, don't we? I think we should go do that. I have, uh, I've been having some thoughts and no, my thoughts are not like that. It's kind of crazy every time you want to talk about thoughts. The first thing somebody comes up or the first thing, should I say that comes up is that you're about to start stretching. No, that's not what comes up. You're thinking that I am, uh, emotionally disturbed, distressed, if you will. No, I am not emotionally anything except for the fact that I'm feeling some type of way that my packages have not arrived from the E of the Bay, but that's another conversation for another day. I want to, as I scratch my head, talk. Yeah, I want to talk. I want to discuss finances because we are in a society now. Did I say society? I said something else. You know how you have those moments, if I could just take a side note, where the word actually, I've noticed this when when I edit these. The words come out of my mouth correctly, but somewhere between my speech and my brain, I hear something else. And that's why I sometimes got to go back and repeat it because I didn't, you get what I'm trying to say. So we live in a society where everybody is struggling. And the thing that uh, is the most fascinating about this society is, and I think this started back in the 90s. As I've been doing my research, I've been watching a lot of Bill Clinton. I don't know why. I I like watching history. I love watching old presidents. I love watching them figure through things. Um, Bill Clinton is is a president that I watch. Uh, George W., not George W., his father. I live George W. Bush, so I really don't have to watch much about him because I've already seen it, or should I say lived it. But then again, there may be some things that I miss, but still, George Bush is fresh to me. 43. 41, Reagan, Carter, uh, Ford wasn't really that long, and then you got Nixon, and that's about it. Well, that's not it, but the point is, I like watching them, and I love hearing uh, going all the way back to Nixon is where I really have stopped in the past. And the one constant, the one thing that all of those presidents had in their, their focal point, in their, in their scope, if you will, was the desecration of the middle class. They, they were all talking about the fact that the country was moving in a direction where it was going to be the rich and it was going to be the poor. 
and there was not going to be a middle class. And so you kind of have Bernie Sanders coming up here, which is kind of fascinating because Bernie Sanders came on the scene in the 60s. So you got Mr. Bernie literally fuming like Donald Trump. Donald Trump came on the scene in the 70s and then Bernie came on the scene in the 60s. So, so these two guys have been fuming watching the world go into their uh, personal directions or their political directions. It's kind of fascinating now that I sit here and talk about it. Do you mind if we, we dive into this before I get to my point? I just want to take this side note because Bernie versus Trump would be so freaking fascinating because again, you have two individuals who are literally years in the making. They have been in the pot stewing. It's been like a, a crock pot. pot. These, the, yeah, these are crock pot politicians. They have been put in the pot, turned down low, and they have been simmering for this 30, 40 years now. As I said, the politicians struggle their plight from the Richard Nixons to the the JFKs. Not well, JFK might have been in there too. If you really go back, I have not been back to talk about him. JFK was more about the Negro and Cuba and all those other things. That's that's what I do know without doing my research. I know some of you are like, hey, he's more than that. Of course he was. All right, calm down. But from the the Richard Nixons to the Ronald Reagans to the Jimmy Carters to the the Bush 41s and, and the Ronald Reagans and the Clintons, even the Bush 43s, even Obama, all of these guys were screaming at the top of their lungs, we must protect the middle class. And yet the rich has gotten richer and the poor has gotten poor. Now, I don't want to sit here and have a conversation about Oh my God, they do this, they do that. No, 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 no. I am an anti-Bernie fan for one thing. And one thing only. I agree with Mr. Sanders that we have to protect those in poverty. I agree with Mr. Sanders that we have to do something about universal health care and all those other things. I agree with that. But the problem that I have with not only Mr. Bernie, but old Elizabeth Warren, is them covering up or closing up all the corporate loopholes because closing up loopholes is like, can can I explain it like this? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. I want to talk about the world by looking at it in this standpoint. Come on with me. Let's go for a ride. Back in the nineties, we had a TV show, a little cartoon known as Tom and Jerry. Now, here's the the interesting thing about Tom and Jerry. Well, first of all, for those of you who may not have been familiar with this show, Tom was a cat and Jerry was a little mouse. Now, as you know, Tom, a big cat, Jerry, a little mouse. The cat is bigger, the mouse is smaller. You also know that cats eat mice. That is generally their their uh, their number one selection, their highest 
that's what they want to eat. All right? They want to eat the mice. Give me that little titty mice and that little titty tail. Let me sit there, eat the whole thing, and just on the tail. That's the mice boys. All right? Now, here is the fascinating thing that protects the mice or the mouse and yeah, mice. Mice love little holes that they can climb in. And by them climbing in those holes, it protects them from the big predators, right? The big cat can't get them because they hide in holes that cats cannot get in. Also, you have the cat. Now, the cat is very interesting because the cat likes to hide things. And where does cat hide things? Cats hide things in little holes where no one can find them. So, here's where I want to point out our society. Look at it and tell me if you see this. You have the cat, who's a big, ferocious animal as it pertains to the little teeny mouse. The mouse loves to hide in holes. The cat loves to hide things in holes. You say, well, what does that have to do with our society? I'm glad you asked. Rich people are like Tom. They have dollars that they like to hide in holes. But a rich person's biggest feast is poor people. That's why we have slavery. That's why we had slavery. That's why we still have slavery. Because the rich people's greatest attribution, their greatest accomplishment is being able to get something for nothing. So, rich people love Republicans. You know why rich people love Republicans? Because Republicans come into office, George Bush did this, talking about senior. No, junior is what I wanted to say, but senior too. That's one of the reasons, if you study history, why George Senior did not get reelected. Because George Senior had this big old campaign, this big old uh, motto, read my lips, no new taxes. That's what he said. And then he realized he had to raise taxes and that cost him his, his reelection. George W. Bush came in and did tax cuts for the wealthy. That's where many would argue the recession came from with Bernie Madoff and, and all those boys, the housing market uh, going down the drain. Now Donald Trump has come in and he's given all these tax cuts to, to various persons. Rich people love Republicans because Republicans give them, watch this, loopholes. They hate Democrats because Democrats come along and like to close in those loopholes. But the problem is Democrats of old did not close them in like Democrats of new would like to, the Liz Warrens and the Bernie Sanders. Liz Warren and Bernie Sanders want to go through and make sure that every hole on every corner of every part of the United States is closed in and so the rich man can't put any money in those holes. Now, before I get to that, let me break this down for you, if you please. Obama, most super progressives hate Obama because Obama came in during the financial crisis, if you remember, go back and look it up. Google is your friend. 
He came in and the first thing he did was created this bailout package. Now, you and me, us little people, we're losing our homes, losing our cars, losing our jobs, our, in, our, our, our retirement, probably even our insurance too. We can go ahead and throw that in there. All that stuff was being thrown out into the, into the sea of unforgetfulness. And the first thing Obama does, while all of us are struggling to keep our head of a water, making a way if you can, temporary layoffs, good time, either if off, good time. You remember that? It came out in the 70s with Florida. Damn, damn, damn. You, okay. So while we all are here singing the Good Times theme song, Obama comes in and says, you know what? Mr. Chevy, here's some money. Mr. GM, here's some money. He bailed out the rich people. Okay, I hear you. Y'all, y'all out there doing some things. All right, okay. I'm, I'm going to stay over here and let me on. And so now the super progressive, like, I can't believe he did that. He was, no, no, you let him die. Let him die. Well, let me tell you something. I, I did not get this before, but Obama had to bail out the rich people because the reality of it is if there are no rich people, where and how does the country thrive? Truth be told, this balanced society is not real. Because the reality of it is, there are people who are going to get up in the morning right now. They're going to get up and they're going to start their day three, four o'clock in the morning. They're going to get out here in these streets and they're going to, as my granny would say, they're going to pat bricks and they're going to turn corners and they're going to work from sunup to sundown. And those persons are going to do everything they can, find every hole they can crawl in to get something done. I'm going to stay there in a second. I'm going to come back there, should I say, so you stay there and wait for me. Then you got the other folks. Uh, they might get out of bed around noon, scratch the nutsack around 12.30. Maybe they'll get down into the job by 2 and they want to get off by 5, 6, 7, right? Those people are not going to work as hard as the one. By, by the time that the lazy people get to work, the other people have been there almost 10 hours. By the time the lazy people come in and they want to just stroll in there all late and come all out all early, they, the other people, the hard workers, is like, why are these people on the same playing field as me? And so there is this pit of anger that comes up because I got to work with the people that are making the same amount of money, getting the same amount of benefits, and the reality of it is it makes it seem like hard work does not get profited. It makes it seems like you don't get rewarded for doing good because the evil people can get the same rewards as the good people. Does that make sense? But we're not going to stay there because that's subjective. It gets into people's emotions and folks can say, well, you know, I'm hardworking, blah, 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 blah. And you sit on your bed, 455 pounds. But I want to talk about this mindset of the whole strategy if you would can i call it the whole strategy because here's something that's that's interesting i, I know i said that 
It's interesting. I want to reiterate that. That's why I'm repeating it. It's interesting. Repetition is how we get this done. Tom, the cat, likes to hide things. Jerry, the mouse, likes to hide in things. What does that mean? If Tom could not hide his things, Jerry would not be able to hide in things. So Bernie Sanders, so Elizabeth Warren, what happens when Jerry can no longer go in his hole? That means Tom can eat him alive because Jerry is now exposed with nowhere to run. Now, granted, there are some people in this world, about 98%. No, you know what? I'm not, that's too high. Oh, what, what happened here? I, I done did good. My move ring closed for the day. I'm sorry. You know, I've been kind of, I'll talk about that another time. I'm sorry about how lazy I've been in my workouts because I've already done, you know, my, my goals for this month. So, you know, I'm just chilling, waiting for March to come in and see what is, what's next ahead of me. Okay, cool. And, 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 and somebody is, uh, um, what, what is, what is, what is this? What is, somebody sent me something. Um, who? So anyway, the people in this world, they're about, um, yeah, but I give you, I give you, so you got the 98%. That's what the data proves, that there's, there's the top 1%, and then there's the little pit under there. They may be the, you know, the, the, the hundred heirs and the thousand heirs, and then you got the 98%. Most folks would say the 99, Bernie Sanders would call the top tier, the 1%, whatever the case may be. Inside of that, so no, 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 before before we go there, I, I, um, I want to talk about this. I want to talk about uh, making sure, I, I want to make sure I set this up right, at least in my head, because if it's set up right in my head, then even if this doesn't make sense to you down the road, I can fix it. So you got the 1%, they are the Toms. They are the big cats. You got the 98%. They are the Jerry's, the little mice. Now, here's the thing. Because the, the 1%, the big cats, a cat, like, okay, I'll put it to you like this. A mouse can be the same, my, it can be the same as a chicken wing, right? Mouse ain't that big, right? So you probably can go down to the Buffalo Wild Wings, the BBW, and you can probably knock down about 20, 30 wings in one setting. I know I can. So, so if you have one cat who can knock down 30 wings in one setting, can you imagine that one cat can probably knock down or one mouse? Let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me fix that. If you got one person that can knock down 30 wings in one setting. Yeah, that's what we want to say. Can you imagine that one cat can probably knock down 30 mice in one setting? So what am I trying to say with that? That yes, it is easy for the 1% to swallow the 98 or the 99. I like to say it's 2 to 98, but some people say 1 to 99, whatever. They can still swallow it. But here's the thing, Mr. Bernie and Miss Liz. By you allowing these loopholes to remain open, what that does is that gives the 98% 
those persons inside of it who are smart enough to be able to crawl into these holes an opportunity to save themselves and potentially better themselves. What I would like to do is I would like to see these loopholes not only advanced, but afforded to people that granted you can't do this in mass scale, but then again, half of the people are not going to do it anyway. So here's where Liz and Bernie can win. You appeal to those persons who want the social programs. I like to say that because she says it. She don't say programs. She, them old white ladies, they say programs. It, it's so cute. I'm, I'm not being facetious. It's really, it's like I just, I, I, I would literally listen to her on video like program, programs, 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 programs. She does these social programs. She does these healthcare programs, programs, programs. I, I, I'm moving on because it's getting weird. Appeal to those persons and try to make sure that there is a pathway to protecting them, which I'm okay with. I'm okay with higher taxes in some instances. I'm okay with you making sure that grandma and grandpa take care of in their old age. I'm even okay with them having universal health care. I'm okay with them and the babies having universal health care. Big old butt faces like me can get out and go to work. I would prefer to go to work and earn my health care, earn my opportunities. And that's where the loopholes come in. Because people like me, and I believe that there's a huge populace that feels this way. We are the Jerry's of the world. We're strong. We're fast. We're super smart. And we know how to go inside of those holes and hide and not only hide, but we know how to use those holes to snuff out what Tom is also hiding. So while we're in there hiding, we're discovering what Tom is hiding. And that's how we're going to get more people not necessarily into the middle class. I'm talking about how you enlarge the upper class. How do you make that 1%, maybe 2%? I think it's already in some cases 2%. But how do we get it to 3 and 4 and 5? And I believe that it balances out when you make the people or when you allow, should I say, when you allow, yeah, let me go ahead and correct my statements and my thoughts here. When you allow people who want to put themselves in that predicament, there's always going to be poor. The good book says that the poor shall always be among you. Even Mitt Romney, which many people uh, uh, believe that that's what cost him the election. He got there and said, there's always going to be a safety net for the poor. I ain't worried about them. But what about those persons who want to do what rich people have done. Now, I put that into your pipe for you to smoke it, and then I'm going to move on to my point. All of you who are listening to this, and this is going to be sent out to a lot of people, and I hope you would take time to put your, your mindset on with this. I want you to think about, hey, maybe 
maybe I want these loopholes to be uh, left there a little bit. And then allow me the opportunity to find them, crawl in them, and see how I can profit from them. There is this, there, it's on Apple, Apple, uh, what's that, that thing? Apple, Apple TV, you know, Apple TV plus, I got a year of it for free because I bought a new, I bought a new uh, phone. They gave it to you for a whole year. Then after, what after that, it's $4.95 or something a month. Uh, I don't know if it's worth it. We'll talk about that down the road. But, um, I was watching on there this one program called, uh, uh I don't remember the name of it. But it was about the first journey into Mars, or not scary, into space. When they went up there, you know, John Lennon, John Glenn, not Lennon, John Glenn. You remember he went into space? And then they had, uh, you know, all the other things afterwards and the NASA and all the good things. But the one thing about that, if you recall, the first director of NASA was a German man. And uh, long story short, uh, he got into some trouble. And he went to his niece or his goddaughter, whatever way you want to put it. And he gave her some information. And his niece was one of the, she was the Liz Warren, the Bernie Sanders. We must fight injustice. We must stand up to imperialism. We must do this. We must have a moral conscience. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to be the voice. And I'm going to eat all day cheese like the poor people. And he looked at her and he said, every government, I'll never forget this. Every government is flawed and corrupt. The question is, how do you capitalize? So instead of thinking about how to fix the world and create a moral compass, you could go broke in that mindset. But when you recognize that every government is morally corrupt and severely flawed, and the best way to better yourself is to understand how to capitalize. I'm going to give you time to think about that. Let that marinate on it. If this, was, if this was class, I would say go ahead now and take a five, three to five minute break. It ain't going to be that long. Maybe like a two to five minute break. Somewhere in there. Put some music on here. Let you go get a drink. Let you, let, 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 let this marinate for just a few moments, if you will. If you please. All right? Awesome sauce. You got a musical track coming up, and then we're going to come back, and I'm going to tell you how I, and when I would like to invite you to capitalize. We lost our minds in the darkness of night. We lose our souls every day We lost our minds We don't remember what's wrong and what's right What's right The world is dead but we stay Cause we are born as living fights We live to die We live to die 
My grandpappy was a firm believer that one man was not going to control his meal ticket. That's what he preached. He had cleaners. Uh, he, he cleaned clothes. That's what cleaners means. Well, I guess you can have multiple means for cleaners. But he, he cleaned clothes. He pressed clothes. Uh, he hemmed clothes. Alterations. You know, back then... You, you did those things. We didn't just throw clothes away. If something was wrong with them, you took it down to your local uh, seamstress and got the job done. Not only that, but he was a uh, vendor. He delivered jets, uh, ebony, journaling guide. Back then, TV guide was a book. He did that. All those different things. He had multiple sources of income. And the thing that has me fascinated today is how many folks are not capitalizing on multiple sources of income. Now, I'm not here to preach any one of them. Ain't nobody paying me to talk to you now. So I ain't going to sit here and focus my attention on that one of them. I'm going to hit and miss some, but ain't nobody paying me. It's any point me focus on them, right? So you ain't got to feel like that I'm trying to persuade you to do something because I'm going to get a kickback. I ain't getting no kickback except from Cash App. But then again, you can get a kickback too. So ain't no problem me telling you to give me a kickback because I'm going to get a kickback off your kickback and you'll get a kickback off somebody else's kickback. And it's good when you get kickbacks. As a matter of fact, while I'm talking about kickbacks, there are a lot of banks nowadays. Borrow is, is one of them. Uh, 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 I can't even think of them right now. You can look them up. PayPal, I think, does some things of that nature. But I know Varro will do it. Where if you get direct deposit, 
and you share it with your friend and they sign up and you get direct deposit. That's an extra 50 bones. 50 bones. Just because your check is directly deposited. These are ways for you to get more money. Get your friends involved in these banks. And every friend you invite, you get 50 bucks. Come on, that's grocery money. Y'all like these nice cars? That's, that's gas money. You ain't hearing what I'm saying. 50 bucks in my car at the price, what is it now? $2.08 somewhere in there? Uh-huh. I bought gas yesterday. $2.28. Yeah, over at the Costco. $2.08, which gave me, I had maybe a fourth of a tank left, which they teach you not to let your car go below a fourth. We're going to talk about that today. So from a fourth to full was about $22. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to get $50, $22, $22 and $22 is $44 with some money left over, right? Is that right? 20 and 20 is 40. 2 and 2 is 4. $44. And I got six more dollars. Six more dollars that I can save somewhere or I can invest somewhere. Six more dollars that I can use to get me some stocks. Uh-huh. In the Cash App. The Cash App now allows for you to invest in stocks from a dollar level. I, I, my uncle, bless his heart, he's been in the stock market for, for quite some time now. And uh, I went to him, I was like, Uncle Jay, I'm in the stock market. And he's like, well, you know, you, yeah, yeah, you know, you did it, yeah, yeah. Because see, he grew up in that old mindset where it was about shares. If you got shares in a company, then you were somebody. But now, with the cash out, they're like, no, you ain't got to get whole shares. What you got to do is you got to come in here and you got to get just a dollar. That might get you. I have point, point. No, let me, let me, let me, let me say that right. I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and read it to you. I don't mind telling you. I'm going to tell you this. I have point. Or should I say 0.003? Was that right? 0.00, yep, three stocks. I own 0.003 shares in Apple. That's it. How much did I put in there? I put more, I put a dollar in the Apple. A dollar in Apple. And right now, that dollar, even though the stocks are down because of coronavirus, but give or take, it could go from anywhere right now is down eight cent. Tomorrow to be up eight cent, or by next week, it may be up eight cent. I may gain three or four dollars if it spikes. It's two hundred and ninety-eight dollars right now a share. Is that right? Let me two hundred and ninety-two dollars and eighty-two cents. So if it goes up like Amazon, you know how much Amazon stock is? Let's go over here and look at it. Amazon stock right now is at a whopping, I said a good time whopping, 
a glorious make you want your eyes to pop out your head whopping like when them cartoons when they realize when coyote realized that he ran off the cliff and ain't nothing else under him and he's about to fall he goes hey! is that a hey! one thousand nine hundred eighty three dollars and thirty three cents I bet you a dollar wouldn't do nothing to that stock. I almost wanna, I almost wanna buy. Let, let me, let me go here and see. If I buy it, I'm, I'm gonna just see what I'm gonna get. I ain't gonna. I hope I don't have to confirm this. Uh, uh, I would. Oh, I'd only get. I get point five. Sh- no, no, I'd get zero point zero 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 five shares. It's four zeros in front of that point five. Four zeros in front of that five. It was only how many? I'm, I'm, uh, we're going to cancel that because I, I ain't buying that. It's how many in front of that apple? It is only two in front of the apple. In front of that three in the apple is four in front of the five in the Amazon. But nonetheless, point I got something in there. And so here, here's what I what I did. I went in and I started investing in these, these little companies. And then I started to look around the marketplace. And I would find stocks like right now. I found a stock that's going for uh, 30 cent. Share price, 30 cent. So granted, I gave them a dollar. 30 cent just got me 3.258 shares at 30 cent. I might do a little bit more if I look at it tomorrow. Maybe. I don't know. I got a dollar left in my share account. I only use it when I make money and I take it out and I redo it. It's a whole process. We ain't got time to go into that because I'm not giving you tips. I'm just telling you what I'm doing. And so I got a dollar left that I might, you know, throw somewhere else. I don't know what I'm going to do. It may give me another. I might, I might think about it before uh, it's only 3.48 PM as I'm recording this. So, you know, it give me time to maybe consider before the market closes. I might want to put an extra dollar in there and get me six shares. Now, here's the thing. If this company blows up, then granted, I got six shares. Also, something else that I would like to consider. Most companies, they either, well, nobody truly goes to zero. Nobody. If they go to zero, these companies will file for bankruptcy, right? And if they, or most times before they go straight to zero, somebody comes in and acquires them. Which means that they could potentially, uh, for example, if Time Warner, AOL, you got both of these two companies, right? AOL, Time Warner came in, AOL bought Time Warner. If you had Time Warner stock when AOL and Time Warner merged, well then, hey, you, you was gold, right? Even though many would argue that was the worst deal in the history of, of, of company mergers, I don't really know. I'm just telling you what I heard. But the fact of the matter is, you are not really, and I'm not trying to please understand what I'm saying here. 
Okay. Don't take this to the bank because stock market, the stock market is like going down there to the casino. All right. You're throwing some crabs at the table and hope you win something. Kissing them and got the girl next to you blowing on them. But $2, if you throw in, if that tanks, all you lost, watch this, is one beer smash mouth. All you lost is one coffee. One coffee at the cure. If I put $2 into this company and get six shares and it goes belly up tonight, I only, I did not even lose a soda, a Mexicola at the cure. Because a Mexicola at the cure, watch this, costs $2.47. And so I put $2 into a company at 30 cents a share and it goes belly up. What did I lose? Absolutely nothing. But here's the other thing that I share with you. Right now, I'm I'm not going to tell you how much I got in there. But I I guarantee you, it ain't enough to die. It's not enough to die. But it's also another way of you considering making a living. Having another source of income. This podcast right here, you heard me talk about it. You listened to the announcements this and the beginning of this. Homeboy's making banks in here talking to you. You hear what I'm saying? Then I got the vocal media over there in yonder. That's making me a couple of a couple of pennies. When you go and read my post, YouTube pays. It's more ways out here to make money. And what I want to say to you, instead of sitting at the house being evil, cussing with folks on Facebook, why not take your anger, put it into some type of format and make some money off of it? Please hear what I'm saying to you right now. I can't tell you how many folks that I watch every single day. I watch them posting on Facebook. I watch people, even in my little group, I got a private group over, well, it's not, I guess it's private. I don't know how you want to call it. Over on the Telegram, we got people in there. And every day, so I'm going down to the store and I'm going to get some cheese. And I'm like, why don't you create a blog? A vlog. Put this on Facebook. Get you a page going make you some money. It is amazing how much money we throw in the trash by not capitalizing on what we already do. And so we're screaming and hollering at Bernie Sanders to come help us, help me, when the reality of it is how much do we waste? How much time and how much energy and how much do we give away that we could capitalize on and potentially make billions of dollars? And then we won't have to talk about why we don't have universal health care because the balance scale will then be leveled. You'll have a piece of the pie and I'll have a piece of the pie and she'll have a piece of the pie and he'll have a piece of the pie. And then... Granted, Google is going to become billionaires and trillionaires at that point. But why would it matter? Because you're making money too. And everybody's getting a piece of the pie. 
right? So, and my point for today, as I begin on this new journey, you say, oh, you're doing something else new? Of course, every day you're supposed to do something new, right? My focus now is to find every day how I can watch this market and find every way possible on planet Earth to unconventionally make some money. Find people who are doing it, who are not sitting there waiting on the system to give them, but they're uniquely using skills and abilities from vocal.media, from the Cash App. I'm sure there are people out there who are making a killing off the Cash App. We need to talk to them people. People out there who are making a killing off of blogs and blogs. Off of all these different ways, ways that I can't even imagine, I can't even think of, and I'm gonna be, but you better believe. You better believe I'm gonna be looking for them. And I hope you would do the same. So, if you will go ahead down yonder, leave me a message. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and leave it a review, a rate, and let me know what you're thinking. Let me know how you're feeling. Uh-huh. I would love to know what your thoughts are on this conversation. And I want to talk to you if you like, that's all crazy and good, but I ain't got that blind woe is me. I want to hear that. Because that's depressing and God, that drives me to the ball and I'm trying to be celibate. I'm trying to be alcoholically celibate. I ain't never drank that much stuff anyway. It tastes like urine. But the point is, I ain't trying to go there. And when I listen to some of y'all stories and read some of y'all negativities and y'all woes is me, it make me just want to go. Some, sometimes you can see, see, some people can't go up on the ledge. And I'm one of them folks. I can't go up on the ledge with some folks. Because by the time they get to telling that story, I'll be like, look, just give my hand. We both going to do this. But if you are a person who are out here in these streets... And you really are looking and you really are trying and you really are focused on trying to find a way to better yourself. I want to talk to you. Please, please leave your thoughts downstairs in the comments. Whether it's on on the Apple podcast, leave a review. Tell me what you're thinking. Or you know what? The best way to do is email me. Email me e Eric Deshaun Barrett at gmail.com. Put in the subject line unconventional jobs. And I want to talk to you. Or on Instagram, Eric Deshaun Barrett is on Instagram. Eric D. Barrett is Twitter. Eric D. Barrett is Facebook. YouTube is Eric Barrett. That's where you can find me online. I might be somewhere else. You know, I'm, I'm even looking into this Instagram thing. I'm not Instagram. I'm sorry. I am on Instagram. I just told you that. It's Eric Deshaun Barrett. I ain't got to look into it. I'm already there. But then again, I might need to. No, no, I do need to look into that. Because some of these people are hiding on Instagram. I was right. Stick to your guns, Eric. But what I want to say also is I want to look into this LinkedIn. Because I think there's some people hiding over there that I need to talk to. That I need to consider. All right? Anyway, that's what I got to say for you today. I hope this makes sense. I hope that you are having right now a glorious time. As we are, can you imagine? We are literally embarking on a 40-day journey. We're heading to Lent now. Right, this is this is Ash Wednesday. This is the day after Ash Wednesday. Uh huh. We are in the journey towards Easter, and I hope that over these next forty days, that you will consider what you are going to do to better yourself. 
What are you going to do to find a solution for you? Not waiting on who's going to become president because Donald might get reelected and then God help us all. Or Bernie might get elected and God still has to help us all. Or Liz Bowen, Bowen, Warren. I was about to say Liz Biden. That'd be nice. Biden become a two-time vice president. I doubt that'll happen. But the fact of the matter is, you don't know who's going to get elected to that White House. But all you do know is that these opportunities are here and they're going to be here because they have, because these companies, let me tell you something. These companies want to survive. No company goes into business looking to die. They either want to sell it off or they want to thrive. And so they're here and they need you and you need them. So you find a way to make a partnership and merge it together. Is that all right? I am so glad that's all right. And I am looking forward to the next time we can have a chat, which will more than likely if we, Lord, as I say, Lord willing, the creek don't rise tomorrow. Until then, for me and mine, unto you and yours. Laters. Laters.